Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey listeners, Happy New Year. Before we get to our amazing guest, I wanted to thank all of my new Patreon members. I so appreciate you. And I'm also super excited to announce the winner of the holiday giveaway. And thank you so much to all who participated. The lucky winner will get a free QHHT session with the amazing Jennifer Mitchell from the Soul Travelers podcast. And the winner is Lindsay Harper. Congratulations. I can't wait to connect you with Jennifer Mitchell for you to book your session. You can also find Jennifer at senseofsoul.com under the network of lightworkers. She is one of my affiliates. I also would like to send love and gratitude to Jennifer for giving this priceless gift. Lindsay, you are in for an amazing experience. And today's episode is a great one to begin our new year. Joining me from Australia, I have Bodie Aldridge. He is a transformational coach, facilitator, and speaker. He has spent the last 20 years supporting sustainable change in organizations and industries around the world as a business coach. Through the development of presence, Bodhi empowers his clients to connect with their purpose and passion and experience true freedom, joy, and impact while more skillfully navigating the ups and downs of their professional and personal life. He is the best-selling co-author of the book Visionary Male Leaders and has worked with executives from Netflix, Tesla, Google, Amazon, YouTube, just to name a few. He is also the host of the True Freedom podcast, where he has topics that include beliefs, relationships, parenting, money, and leadership. And he's also offering Sense of Soul listeners a free mini course, Five Steps to Freedom and Flow, which you can find the link in the show notes. What a great way to start off 2024. So please welcome Bodie Aldridge. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, doing a 5 p.m. session for us Australians. No problem. Um, actually, I, I was almost late because I was. Uh, we have the most gorgeous sunset right now. Oh my gosh! It's gosh. like unbelievable. <laughs> oh, where are you based? I'm in Colorado. Oh, beautiful. You get the big skies too, don't you? Yes. And so the sun sets behind the mountains, you know, the Rocky Mountains. So it's just, it's gorgeous. Yeah. 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 So what part of Australia are you in? So I'm on the East Coast. So Byron Bay. And so we're kind of three quarters of the way up from Sydney. Nice. Um, I've to, never been, but I sure yeah. would like to. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's um, beautiful culture and, you know, similarities to the U.S. And the beaches at the end of the street, I surf every morning, you know. So oh, wow. That, that sort of lifestyle, uh, you know, <laughs> it's yes. like, it's pretty nice. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I talked to someone earlier in, in Ireland. Yeah. I'm always like living vicariously through all my guests. And so I love it. <laughs> That's right. And you've had some amazing guests, Shana. You've like such diversity on your program. Yeah, I know. I'm so lucky. I mean, like, can you imagine? I'm like a student to amazing people like you, right? And just yeah. every, like this week, it's a lot of people, but, you know, usually at least two, three times a week. Yeah. Beginning my week with two amazing people. And then I end my week again with Neil Donald Walsh. <laughs> he wants That's to come like... on again. I just had him on. And so, yeah, it's pretty neat. I, I feel very blessed. You know, I had a client years ago 
so I also do Reiki and I've been a massage therapist and I, w- yeah. I worked with her the whole way through her pregnancy and, you know, I would do Reiki on her and, you know, I could tell that there was two souls that I was working wow. with. You could tell the wow. different energy yeah. and she has her baby and she named her baby Bodhi. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. of course. <laughs> and guess when the baby was born on the day of that eclipse that we had. Yeah. 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 It was that day. That day. Wow. Yeah. So then she brings the baby over because I had crocheted the baby a blanket. And yeah. I, mean, I felt immediately connected because it was wow. like we already knew each other. We already shared space and energy. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that though, isn't it? And the children, the newborns just coming through with that beautiful mm. essence and energy. That pure essence. Yeah, they're just coming through going, yeah. okay, guys, get out of the way. We yeah. got it sorted. Just get out of the way, will you? <laughs> yeah. I'd be curious to know how you see the future generations. I've worked with a lot of them and they don't fit yeah, in that box. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, I think they're a little misunderstood. And I think they what they need the most is the support from their elders. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. And, you know, this question comes up at times when I work in the leadership space, you know, because mm-hmm. in organizations, there's this tension between the different generations. You know, I have four adult children, I have 10 grandchildren. My wife and I have been together over 40 years. And I talk about this in leadership. I talk about it in parenting. The two things, to be an effective leader, and leadership essentially just means influence. You know, we're all leaders. Yeah, Yeah, like there's formal leadership and informal leadership. Um, In an organisation, everyone's influencing the system. Yeah. And so that's just a simple definition of leadership. And to Uh me, the two keys to leadership, the two keys that people are looking for is connection and direction. That's Uh all we want. And generationally, it's the same. It doesn't matter Uh what generation they are. When I teach leaders of my generation, the baby boomers, Uh you know, instead of projecting your view of the world onto it, how do I connect with this being? That's the key as you mentioned, whether it's these beautiful children coming through. I've got seven granddaughters who are just angelic, just incredible wow. beings, just dancing pixies of love and light. And so the connection is, and as you know, connection starts with connecting with self, your authentic self, mm-hmm. yeah, not your distorted self, you know, not your egoic self. And then direction, you know, relationships are really, really, really simple. Yeah. Communicate your expectations and have them met. Yeah. The challenge is our expectations are moving all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like on the wedding day, you know, you say to your partner, here are my expectations for the next 40 years. Please meet them. <laughs> but it doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. And yeah. so with connection and clarity of expectation, yeah, genuine clarity of expectation, then I feel generationally it's the same desires that we're all human beings. Yeah, we're all looking for that sense of connection, that sense of safety, that sense of autonomy, the masculine, feminine. Interesting with connection and direction, that's actually the masculine and feminine current. So the feminine energy in us is driven by connection, driven by love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the masculine energy is driven by direction, by agency, autonomy. Yeah, accountability. And again, you know, in the workplace, if you can cultivate this as a leader in your organisation, as parents, in our schools, you know, you can imagine the possibility, Shana, if we could encourage that. Because the feminine current is, yeah, it's all about connection. Yeah, and it's all, you know, the analogy is it's like the feminine energy in the universe, in the planet and in us is everything that flows, everything that moves. Mm-hmm. So it's like the ocean. Yeah, the ocean wow. can be wild one day. It can be calm. Can be stormy. Yeah, like Grandmother Moon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the driver is always connection, connection, connection. Where's the connection? Can I feel the connection and love? Connection and love. And to find that balance is yeah. probably what makes a successful leader. 
Yeah, that's it. The masculine energy, yeah, is the the energy that can present. Its driver is freedom. But to give you the example, it's like the river is the feminine and the riverbanks is our masculine. Mm. And so if you can cultivate that, yeah, and that's flow states. You know, I work a lot with clients around presence and flow. You've got to have Mm -hmm. scaffolding. You've got to have riverbanks, a level of riverbank. Yeah, but you've also got to have a level of river. Right now, for me, when I think about leader, I feel like that we don't have strong, conscious leaders in the world. Mm-hmm. They are way too masculine or old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the dinosaurs, <laughs> the distorted masculine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's unfortunate because I think that any business, right? would have to have a a very conscious, present leader. And if he didn't, there might be instability of your business. Mm. This is just, or anything that you're doing, a household. You know, you have to have, you know, strong leaders of your household and they need to be involved and aware of what's going on. And if they're oblivious, then you have instability. Yep. Or if you even have an imbalance, like you were just saying, there might be instability. Yeah. I mean, it's there's so much going on. And just to come back to that point, so the three aspects of leadership that I talk about, again, whether you're running your own business, when you're a CEO of a multinational or whether you're a parent, you know, it's self-leadership, relational leadership, and systemic mm. leadership. Yeah, because you have to understand yourself, as we know, as your teachings, all of your guests. It starts with self, leadership of self. Yeah, and then how do I show up relationally? You know, Mm. we're all in relationships, whatever the context, work relationship, intimate relationship, parenting relationship. Relational leadership is is a unique skill. And then systemically, yeah, how do I how do I become aware of the system? So whether it's my family unit, as you say, whether it's a five thousand staff business, whether it's a sporting team, yeah, and you know, there's lots of studies around this. Um, the awareness it does come back to connection and direction, and I think in the bigger picture, as you say, what I'm observing traveling globally, working with leaders globally, is we are in the middle of a a great change. Yeah. And, you know, I think COVID, you know, they talk about, you know, the the great resignation. I think COVID was the great invitation. Mm. Yeah, it was the invitation for all of us to really start living purpose-centered lives. To really get it, yeah, have that pause, reflection, get a sense of it. And, you know, we don't see it in the press, but when I travel globally, there's so many exciting planet-first businesses coming up, people-first businesses. So the mm-hmm. fastest business growth in the US is actually young women, like yourself, building your business. Like it's an incredible surge of young women who are running and building their businesses. So the divine feminine is rising. Divi- exactly. <laughs> it is. It really is, you know. And part of my passion is to support the men yeah, to own their divine, divine masculine and feminine. Because mm. for the feminine to rise, particularly in women, it's got to be held yeah, by the masculine. Yeah. The There's feminine so creates the space, the masculine can hold it. So men are trying to connect with their feminine. I'm trying to connect with my feminine. Yeah. Because I've been living so masculine for so long. Yeah. Yeah, one of the workshops I do, I when I work with women leaders, um, which isn't often, the feedback I constantly get is that um, we've lost touch with our feminine to survive in business, to survive in corporate, we've had to become more masculine. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing, Shana, is, and I take people through it in the workshop, is that fundamentally, and I'm going to talk in generalisations here, Yeah. so please for the listeners, you know, okay. there are always nuances, there are always genres, subgenres. Yeah. yeah. But as a generalization, in my experience, and certainly what I what the studies show, the neuroscience shows, is that the masculine and feminine is in both genders. Mm-hmm. Yet most women are predominantly in their feminine essence mm-hmm. as a generalization. 
what happens is when you can cultivate and sit in your feminine essence, you can then access masculine and feminine traits. This is the yin and the yang, yeah? So mm -hmm. if you know how to hold your feminine essence, it doesn't mean you can't think linearly. It doesn't mean you can't have structure. It doesn't mean you don't have action, agency, yeah? But you don't lose your feminine essence. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happened is because we haven't been taught how to stay in our predominant essence, we think actioning these masculine traits means I've got to lose my feminine essence and become more masculine. Mm. and the vice versa for, for men who are predominantly in their mask. You know, we see like a warrior goddess as masculine. It's like, why? Mm. Why can't she be a warrior goddess in her feminine? Yeah. Why can't that be part of the feminine? So I think a lot of it's conditioned of what we, what we see as, you know, masculine and feminine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lack of awareness. I mean, you look at a lioness defending her cubs. Yeah, yes. she's in she's in her warrior, but she's still the mother. The, you know, yes. don't cross a mother. Yeah, get in the way of yes, her baby. Mama bear. Right? Exactly, the mama, mama bear. bear. Came out <laughs> exactly. It's yeah, true. Exactly. Instinct. Exactly. The yes. feminine mother instinct that accesses that warrior, that accesses mm -hmm. that action, that accesses that agency needed to defend. Yeah. And I would say vice versa when it comes to, you know, you always hear women are intuitive women are so intuitive why can't yeah. a man why can't there be a masculine thing too right exactly a father exactly. not have a, an instinct of of yeah. being connected in that way that's kind of unfair almost in some way yeah exactly i mean for the masculine again you know to your point earlier all we've seen is the distorted masculine yeah. You know, the patriarchy is the distorted masculine if you think about the mm -hmm. masculine and feminine there's the healthy and unhealthy like anything, these are just currents right. of energy. So we've got this model of the unhealthy or distorted masculine, but the healthy masculine has integrated his feminine. So absolutely nurturing and caring and connection and community, collaboration, mm -hmm. you know, and this is what we need more of in the workplace. You know, in leadership, mm -hmm. the feminine sits in circle. Everybody talks, everybody collaborates. It's wired into us. Yeah, right. but in the distorted masculine, it's all linear. It's all mm -hmm. very, very strategic. You know, a lot of the men's work, which has been amazing for the last, you know, over 30 years, you know, particularly in the US and Australia, have really allowed some men to connect more with their warrior energy. But there mm -hmm. are certain initiations that men need into their feminine. Right. And again, that's part of the work I do, because if a man doesn't know how to initiate, stay in his masculine presence and essence but mm -hmm. initiate into the feminine aspects of his journey then again it's not a full experience oh, wow you know i've been studying the gnostic gospels over the past few years and yeah. in that connecting with sophia which you know is yeah. greek for wow. wisdom right yeah. it's been a huge part of my journey i'm even writing a book about it you know because yeah. it was so impactful it was profound for me to connect with that as I'm moving into my crone, which if you look up what a yeah. crone is, it says old hag. Yeah. But to me, it's moving into my wisdom. You see, I've even got mm. the gray hair. I'm letting my gray <laughs> hair grow and yeah. embracing that wisdom. And I'm not mad anymore, but I went through yeah. this period where I was angry as mm. I was like, wow, they seems to me intentionally buried and suppressed the feminine energy you know um in all areas not just in religion but in society and all of it and yeah. so and i feel like it is the divine feminine's time to rise and i think that when men can be supportive of that and hold that space like you were saying there's so much success around that that it's so there's it's just i feel like it's almost the answer to what is is wrong with this world right now there's too much yeah. masculine <laughs> yeah yeah there's and, and the, yeah it's that and again it's that distorted masculine because again we haven't been taught our little boys haven't been taught you know and again yeah. in the u.s there's a big movement now to you know teach men how to be men um, mm -hmm. and i agree i think the integration in us if you think about 
So if you think about the stages of the collective movement, so if you think about the agricultural revolution, the industrial revolution, you know, and particularly when it comes Mm -hmm. to societies and organisations, then you think about the information revolution, you know, Google Mm -hmm. and Facebook, yeah? We're now moving into the... All in our lifetime. (laughs) Exactly. Well, we're now moving into the consciousness revolution. Mm, Amen. Or a woman. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) The biggest asset in organisations is the consciousness and awareness of their people. That's going to be the gift in the next, you know, 70 to 100 years. If you can cultivate that in yourself as a leader and in your organization, integrating the divine feminine and masculine, creating different structures and systems, bringing that conscious awareness, yeah, and that presence, mm-hmm. that's that going to accelerate the change, that connection. Exactly. Connection. That's where I think that's where I'm the cusp of. We're moving from Facebook and Google into consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. And you know yeah. what I found interesting is that even in podcasting, I have a huge, huge want for video. They want more connection. They want to see yeah. you. They, mm. they mean they can connect more. I'm a visual person. If someone has an option to watch or listen, I used to only listen before because I was so busy. So I would clean yeah. or do whatever while I was listening. Now, I mean, I do. I want to see you. I want to see your face, your emotions, your expression. Mm, it is, isn't it? Back to that connection, that community, that collaborate, all the feminine. And the neuroscience is really clear, Shana. You know, anyone listening who's going, what's this about? The neuroscience, there's been the, the University of Detroit did a huge study, you know, 50,000 people, and they were able to see the different neuroscience around the way, again, this isn't gender-based, the way mm-hmm. our feminine brain works, which is all about complexity, connection, community, collaboration. Our masculine wiring is all about agency, accountability, yet autonomy. And which so again, need. it's it's it, exactly it's the river and the riverbank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got to we've yeah. got to have both. You know. Let me ask you about this. I talked about this with someone else not too long ago, and I've been kind of sitting with it since passion like Mm. the passion behind whatever you're doing, you know, I feel like there was someone I had on my podcast and, and I wasn't even sure that I bought into everything, you know, that this guest was was saying, but the passion behind it, Mm. it lit me up because she was lit up. Yeah. It touched my soul, that passion, Mm. whether I agreed with her or not. That passion was, it was like electrifying, Mm. but I'm so attracted to her passion. And I think that that, that is something that most people, if they want to be successful in what they're doing, they have to be passionate about it. Like you can't just pick something. (laughs) It doesn't work. I could never be passionate about math. I could tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great work. question. Yeah. And when I work with the men, the three legs of the stool for the masculine, it's mm-hmm. presence, it's purpose, mm-hmm. and it's passion. Yeah. But it's passion for life. Mm. The passion is cultivated internally. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people, you know, do what brings you joy. Yeah. I'm like, bring joy to what you do. Mm. Yeah. Bring passion to what you do. Now, obviously, if you follow the energy, follow your intuition, you know, you're not going to stay in a relationship that's unhealthy or in a, a job where you're being bullied or ostracized. Yet a lot of people leave the external looking for the answer instead of cultivating an internal when you're changing the diapers sometimes you're not that passionate as a mother <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you but you, having you can either or, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. you can either resist it or you embrace it and go this is just part of the gig mm-hmm. yeah and we know when people are passionate it's an internal and the practices i teach which are based on traditional culture are absolutely about tapping into your passion energetically Mm. tapping into your purpose energetic all traditional cultures knew this they knew that your vibration remember it's the law of resonance 
So what you're resonating yes. with that lady is her passion, mm-hmm. even though her story or her content may not be relevant. You can be curious, but you can connect. Again, it comes back to that connection. It's so true. I mean, I might not even hear her words, but you're right. That resonance is so full of authentic passion. Yeah, exactly. Like very passionate about my ancestry. And so when that starts to come up, there's no searching for words or what I'm going to say or how I'm going to approach things. It's just like, it's something internally that is expressing itself through me. Exactly. So imagine bringing that to the whole of your life. Imagine bringing that to your children, to your husband, to your podcast, mm-hmm. to your grocery shopping, to your traffic. <laughs> I think I do. My kids are sick of hearing about Sophia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The goddess Sophia. <laughs> it's a feminine essence of God. It's the wisdom of God or the feminine energy of God. It's not necessarily a male or female. It's an energy. It's an energy of a feminine. Yep. And I have. I am a creatrix. This is what mm. I do, you know, and the more I embrace that part of me, the more my passion burns in me that you're teaching them like the masculine to be in touch with what is natural within them, but still holding the space also for the feminine. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, as a generalization, most men are more in their masculine essence, Right. Yeah. Okay. That's their essence. And, you know, if you wanted to, you could describe it in, in a heteronormal relationship. It might be the sexual attraction, the polarity. Remember the polarity in the universe, the masculine and feminine energy, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And so for men who are predominantly in their masculine essence, it's how do I access the masculine and feminine traits? And one of the keys, you know, one of the most attractive things to the feminine is a man who can be present, who can presence the feminine. Mm. If the feminine can just be seen. Oh, it's so annoying when they're not. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, did you not hear anything I just said? Yeah. It's so true. It's one of the foundational things I teach the guys, you know, because, and a lot of the wives are now sending the guys. It's like, just go and learn how to be present, even just for 30 minutes. I have ADHD. Yep. You know, it's something that I mean, I did cognitive therapy, which all these things are very helpful for anybody. Mm. But I didn't even know what presence was. I had to use tools. So one of the tools I would use would be, I would look at someone's lips when they talk. so that I could focus on what they were saying in their words. And then I'd be looking at their lips and I'd be like, damn, you need some chapstick. (laughs) (laughs) The old ADHD kicks in. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It was difficult for me, but I always tell my kids, if you want me to hear you, make sure that we have eyes. Yeah. You know, and again, you know, the feminine is all about complexity. Hey, animal lovers, have you ever wondered what your fur baby is thinking, or you just want to connect with your animal on a deeper level? Well, look no further than Sense of Soul's new affiliate, Animal Communicator, the talented Nicole Harp. Nicole can help you intuit the connection between your soul and higher source as she uncovers and shares important insights with you to create a happy and joyful life for both you and your loving animal. Nicole connected to my dogs, Ayla and Rascal, and it was one of the neatest sessions I have ever experienced. She offered my family a glimpse into their world and offered helpful suggestions, making information individualized and purposeful, which led to healing for the whole family. She creates an open-hearted experience that you will remember and treasure. Wait no longer to connect with your soul and the souls of your loving animals. Contact Nicole today and experience the magic of her work. Go to her website, harpspace.org. That's H-A-R-P-S-P-A-C-E dot O-R-G. And make sure to tell Nicole that you found her from Sense of Soul podcast. 
You can also go to www.senselessoulpodcast.com under the Network of Lightworkers. You can find these links in the show notes. Now back to our amazing guest. The challenge for the feminine. So the feminine, when the feminine walks into the room, into a room, a house, children, or a business, you know, mm-hmm. the driver of the feminine connects with everything and mm-hmm. very linear and singular. One of the things when I work with couples is that the challenge for the feminine is yet often the biggest feedback I get, you know, is like the guy comes home and goes, I dropped the kids at school. I did a great job. Yeah. Thinking that. And the feminine's like, yeah, but who packed the lunch? Who knew they had music class? Who knew they had a nut allergy? The feminine is holding it all. And so what I teach the men is you've got to be able to connect with it all. And the biggest thing with the feminine, my wife often says she works with women in business, is you have a to-do list and a to-don't list. Oh. Yeah, just because you connect with everything doesn't mean you have to do it all. Oh, that's so true. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should be doing it. Exactly, exactly. It reminds me of grocery shopping. So Mm -hmm. when my partner goes grocery shopping, he goes in, he gets that shit, and he gets out. Me, he, when I get home, he's like, where the hell have you been? It's been two hours. And I was like, I ran into this person and that person. And I went down that aisle and then I had to go back down that aisle over there. And then I thought of something else I had to yeah. get. And I saw the neighbor and then, you know, and then I got a coffee and, the, you know, I'm just like. <laughs> exactly. It's connection, connection. The feminine's looking for connection. Where's the connection? Oh, here it is, here it is, here it is. Yeah, The masculine's looking for outcome, looking for the goal, looking for the achievement. Oh, yeah. I talk about man shopping. One of the biggest challenges for men is to buy a beautiful gift for their partner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you can't buy it when you're in your masculine. Mm, you've got you to, to buy it from your feminine. You've got to go and explore. You've got to be curious. You've got to open your heart. Ever. Yeah, it takes forever. You've got to put a couple of hours aside and just wander through a beautiful crystal shop or a beautiful, you know, home shop, and you've got to feel the connection. Yeah, that's how you create. Oh, buy me a gift card. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or you know, the petrol station, the last, the flowers from the <laughs> and the chocolate, the truck stop. <laughs> exactly to your point, though, guys think I just got to go in here and buy a present for my wife. And it's like shopping. It's like going to the groceries. Yeah, I just, and it just, it it's such a tension for the guys and it always falls flat. Yeah, because they haven't connected with the context. What is this actually about? Um, and so such simple things can make such a difference, as you know, in relationship. You know, another thing is I think of when we're shopping, he walks so damn fast. I mean, I know I'm shorter than him and my legs are shorter, but I'm like, Holy crap. I mean, like I'd have to jog. <laughs> to yes. Up. And again, you know, coming back to expectations in relationship. Yeah. You know, it, it's really been clear. Sometimes with my wife and I, I'm like, I'm just going to do a man shop. Yeah. Mm. I've just got to go and do a man shop. I'm just going to get some things. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, okay, let's go shopping together. And I've just got to go into my feminine, get present and do my best to stay connected and flow, you know. I feel the opposite. I'm like, I got to get in my masculine and put it on my running shoes. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but it is true, though. It's so important to be able to understand and empathize, right, with the people in your life, whether it's business, you know, your coworkers, you know, your children, partner, family. Yeah. Well, you, mm-hmm. you mentioned passion before. The link to passion is compassion. Yeah, and that's the that's the deeper place. And if you can bring the three C's to bring to relationship to leadership, again, coming back, firstly is connection, secondly is compassion, Mm. and the third is curiosity. Just be curious. You know what I mean? Like we we so disconnect, yeah, block our hearts and want to be, you know, right or judgmental, you know, which we all do. Yet mm-hmm. again, if you can cultivate that connection and presence with yourself and just be compassionate, who knows this person's journey? Who knows what their day's been like? Yeah. And from mm-hmm. there, just be curious because every decision they're making is something, some filter in their mind 
it's fascinating as a leader to be curious and go, that's really interesting the way you did that. Tell me more. Right. I was going to say <laughs> curiosity reminds me of a lot of people get stuck in life. They get stuck, you know, either stuck mm. in relationships or stuck. I can't move up into this next level. People get stuck. If you think about purpose, the key with purpose is to live a life of inquiry. And that's a life of curiosity, a life of questioning, a life of reflection, a life of contemplation. Yeah. And so, you know, because our purpose, our deepest purpose reveals itself. You know, very few people wake up and go, this is my purpose and inquiring about yourself. And so the thing about being stuck is um, being curious with what what's going on for me. Yeah, what's going on for me here? You know, that that willingness to be reflective, to be contemplative, yeah, getting to know yourself, you know, and, and that is, as you say, curiosity. It's a level of just being curious. What's going on? Like, am I mm-hmm. stuck in my head? Am I overanalyzing? You know, like, am I thinking myself too much or am I too scared to make the next move? My comfort zone, my fear. Yes. Yeah. Is it that I need to know before I make a move? And again, as you know, you know, coming back to self-leadership, knowing yourself, time reflecting with yourself is, you know, it's it's the anchor to all of this. Well, and it seems like the base of all of what you were saying, you know, what might hold people back is fear. Yeah. So you know, overcoming, you know, the fear and taking risks. Yeah, it's a great. I mean, I've recently launched my own podcast called True Freedom. And um, it's because that's the deepest desire for the masculine. Um, and and as young men, we think freedom is outside of us. It's about mm. climbing a mountain. It's about going to India. It's about going on a surf trip. And right. on the hero's journey, we get to the point where we realise that freedom lives within us. The Holy Grail is within us. Mm-hmm. And to experience freedom, you have to lean into your fear. Yeah. And as you know, there's instinctive fear and there's psychological fear. So instinctive fear is if the shark's in the ocean and I'm surfing, I'm probably going to get out. Yeah, it's probably good to, you know, use my instincts. If the saber-toothed tiger's coming for me, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's good to have that level of fear. Psychological fear, yeah, this overthinking mind, yeah, and fear, as you know, F-E-A-R stands for false expectations appearing real. Ooh. Yeah. So our thinking mind projects into the future about everything that's going to happen, all of these false expectations. I have to write yeah. that one down. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. False expectations appearing real. And so we yeah. project into the future all of these thought patterns, all of these constructs. We then create an emotion of fear. Yeah. And think it's true. We think all of this is going to happen. All this, you know, right. worrying about something that hasn't even happened. There's a lot of that going on in the world. Absolutely. Fear is a lot the predominant of paranoid, paranoid, you know, you're yeah. paranoid about conspiracy. This, me, me too, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Particularly our thinking mind. We have 80,000 thoughts a day. Most of them are negative. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, our thinking mind. Yeah, our thinking mind is in overload. Again, that's why getting present. The thinking mind is like a really fast train that's just been conditioned and conditioned in our Western world. Mm -hmm. And if you want to stop a fast train, you don't jump in front of it. You just slow it down. Mm -hmm. Slow it down. Reflection, contemplation, meditation, prayer, exercise, all those things and start to slow it down. I keep feeling this connection to impermanence with you. You know, you Mm -hmm. talked about letting go. You talked about, you know, change um, and transformation and for me, impermanence was one of the biggest lessons mm-hmm. ever. The only thing that's certain is change. Yeah. And if you think about the creative energy that holds this universe together, whatever you label it, it's mm. constantly expanding and changing. We are part of that. Fundamentally, spirituality yeah, is the willingness to let go of the illusion of separateness. Yeah. Yeah. However you define that, it's like it's like taking a breath in and going, "That's my oxygen." 
It's like, mm-hmm. well, hang on a tick. There's <laughs> there's the big breath and there's your experience of that, yeah. And so if you accept that this creative energy is constantly expanding, constantly moving, yeah, again, it's the feminine flow, the feminine movement, and that somehow we are connected to that. Yeah, and we know yeah. the scientists, the scientists meet the spiritualists. They just went around different roads. Yeah, mm-hmm. they come into the quantum field, they come into the oneness, whatever you want to call it. And so it's if you spoke to a scientist, they would say everything is moving, energy has to move, impermanence. If you spoke to a Buddhist, yeah, it's all about letting go of attachment, impermanence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a beautiful reflection back. I believe that everything is moving and shifting all of the time. Going back to your question about being stuck, mm-hmm. one of the big journeys is attachment. To give you a little example, you've got a pen in your hand, Shana, and any of our listeners, you know, pick a pen or an object. I want you to really hold that pen as tight as you can, tight, 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 really squeeze it. Yep, really hold on. This is so important. This is the pen. Mm-hmm. Yep. What does that so feel like? Tension. So much tension all the way up to my neck. Yeah, exactly. Now I'd like you to loosen your grip on the pen until you're really just lightly touching it. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like? Relaxing. Even my breath slows down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference between attachment and detachment, between resistance and flow. Every day there are two trains that leave your house, Yeah. One is the resistance train. One is the flow train. Mm. You get to choose. Yeah. You can resist life. You can squeeze hard on life. You can control things. Remember, when we look at the world, there's only two things we ever see. The way we want it to be or the way we think it should be. And as soon as you go down there, you're in resistance, you're in judgment, you're in control. You're holding that band really high. (laughs) But if you can hold life a little bit more lightly, it's not being um, disrespectful or abdicating your responsibilities, but get in the flow. Flow is just presence expressed. Mm. You're just holding it lightly. Flow is always moving. The water has to move. It has to find the ocean. Yeah, it'll move around the rock. God, I love how nature teaches us this. You know, I was saying, you know, we had a beautiful sunset. I was also outside and, and grateful that the kid down the street came and took all my leaves out of my yard. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, 60 yeah. bucks worth, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, the tree cannot hold on to its leaves. Yeah. You know, it can't. Exactly. And even it in business, people have to realize there are times, fallow times, you know, there are times when it needs to regenerate, regroup. Which is why being present is so important because the only moment that is sure is this one right here. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, you know, it's the the paradox between the being and the doing, you know, and like, again, which a lot of your guests have shared. The being is our vertical dimension, you know, it's our Harik line, it's our Shashumni. You mm. cultivate the being while you're doing, yeah. So how can I be present while I'm changing the diaper, mm-hmm. while I'm, doing the podcast. I told you I have ADHD. I'm a half fast multitasker. I can tell you that yep. much. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so, I would like to ask you for some advice because I am, I am trying to multitask and finishing my book. You know, when someone's like me who has ADHD, who's very busy spreading myself thin everywhere, but I really want to get my book finished. Yep. You know, what advice do you have to complete a task that's important. What's the fear of slowing down for you? Like making the space for it? Yeah, just yeah. being more present with whatever task is there instead of rushing ahead. That other things will fall. Right. Is that true or is it a fear? Well, I mean, I do do everything by myself when it comes to podcasting. So, like, if I don't finish an episode and edit it and all that and get it out. Yeah. I've never not put out an episode in four years, twice a week. Never. (laughs) And what does receiving and support mean to you? Uh, (laughs) Ah, got me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And receptivity, which is a divine feminine quality is also very distorted in the feminine. Mm -hmm. What is the resistance to receiving? 
for saying I accept Yeah, that. it's generational. It's definitely conditioned. This is the worst part for me. You really honed in on my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> A strength. <laughs> and just feel it in your body. Just notice mm. that. Yeah. And just just that's the acknowledgement piece. Like instead of solving it or resisting it, just feel mm. it. Feel that. Like it's such a big heart channel you have, such a giving heart, yet it's, I can feel it. It's almost that, it's almost that just to, like in a good way to surrender mm. the support. You know what I mean? It's like there's such a tension there for you that it'll all fall, it'll all fall apart or it's a weakness or people won't do it the way I do it or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the story yeah. is. You got me right there too. Yeah, and you see, you know, yeah, it's that surrender. And one of the most beautiful things to offer somebody, yeah, if they're willing to give, is to receive. Yes. This has always been my thing. This is my hiccup. You know, I'm a damn Taurus. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) And full of bull. (laughs) But just that place you were reflecting, the feeling obviously ancestral it's a deep fear there and there's a there's a story there Mm. yeah and i think at some level all of these constructs are our limited ego our identity Mm. our sense of self is this is shana this is how shana is in the world this is how people perceive shana yeah Mm. and And i also think that i grew up admiring the martyr and i thought that was beautiful beautiful yeah 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 and as you know when you're on the airplane and the oxygen mask comes down you know what do they say and And i probably wouldn't (laughs) no you probably wouldn't it's like here i am as my wife says the burning martyr right till the end yeah it's it's okay it's only a flesh wound (laughs) (laughs) so um to answer your question you can get a sense of what might be holding you back from completing a task But the key to anything, so firstly, the biggest asset we have in life is our attention. Where your attention goes, energy flows. And I know with ADHD, it's tricky because you're scooting around and the more, you know, and there's some incredible um, work out there now, coaching work, neuroscience around ADHD, because we know all of the traditional teachings, all of the science tells us where your attention goes, energy flows. Mm-hmm. whatever you want to manifest in your life, it's where am I putting my attention? So true. Yeah. The second key, and I work a lot with men on this, is commitment and mm-hmm. the commitment paradox. True freedom only lives through true commitment. Yeah. The third step, yeah, so we've got our attention, we've got our commitment, yeah, and then it's staying in the flow. Okay. Yeah. And so absolutely it's important to set a goal, a vision, a timeline, yeah, but hold it lightly. Yeah, because you just don't know what's going to reveal itself. It could be that the last two chapters of this book didn't get written because you needed to have another experience that was going to make this book a bestseller. Do you know what I mean? Like, but when we I force think that it, has happened. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Exactly. You know, when we force it against a, a timeline, mm-hmm. again, depending on the context. Yeah. You know, we ob- obviously want to set the intention and and you know complete. Yet notice again, notice resistance or flow, resistance or flow. If you keep meeting resistance, yeah, there could be a, again go back to the inquiry, that reflection. I also think back to something you said is how you're teaching people to go within to connect with that. And, and I, and I really have been when I did, when I stopped worrying about it so much and, and I made space and I was present with it, what I received was you already have enough for one book. You even probably have enough for two books. So maybe this isn't one book. Maybe this is a series. And maybe you need to stop worrying about finding the end game because the information is going to constantly flow because you're in this. So finish what you have already. It's done. There it is. That's that's what I received inward. 
you know yeah, that's the, that's the inward that's the intuition that's the guidance follow the guidance follow the flow <laughs> that feels authentic to me how does that feel to you it does feel it feels right to me too and i think that i need to get off of the idea i need to let go i need to let go yeah. like the tree <laughs> yeah yep let go of the idea that it's going to just be the one and done and yep. that i need to open myself up with that this is evolving and that's why it's not done because i'm still going through all of it but i have i i definitely have enough <laughs> for two books already Absolutely. I mean, every every episode you're learning and growing, and um, so tell me yeah. this just to just to give you. So, if you want to just check in to yourself, the difference between commitment and sitting on the fence. So, if you just close your eyes and just come into your body, and just notice what it feels like when you've committed to something, you've made a decision that this is it. Yeah, notice what it feels like in your body, in your mind, in your heart. What does that feel like, Shana, when you've done yeah, that? Yeah, this that? is a good one. It feels nice. It feels complete. It feels whole. I feel relaxed. And then even the thought of being on the fence, there's no stability there. You know, yep. there's no balance. There's this uncertainty. Am I going to fall? Am I going to catch myself? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And and yeah, oh, you're you've, you've... <laughs> <laughs> But can you feel the energetic difference? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's I, it. I mean, that's what we want to look at. I can in. feel the energy of almost I would just call it energy on my chest, but like anxiety rising up to even have thought to be on the fence. Yes. Mm. Exactly. And that's where most there's no freedom on the fence. It's like no. I'm in, I'm not in. It's like it's tense. It's it's like, and a lot of people live their life on the fence, mm -hmm. yeah, and, and it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. commit. Just, yeah, just commit. even just get commit. if you don't want to do it, then don't. Either way, yeah, yeah, just commit to it. Exactly, exactly. I asked a friend who also has ADHD, who I met through the podcast. She's a listener mm -hmm. to hold me accountable, like every week. Yep. And so she messaged. She's never not message me since the day I asked her. And it's probably been six months. Yeah. Every single Sunday she's like, or Saturday, it's accountability day, buddy. And sometimes <laughs> I just want to like give her the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding me how I didn't do anything. That's right. She was committed to help me. Yeah, exactly. Which is and so that's, beautiful. That's it. It is, it is, you know, and that's the beauty of it. And yeah, it's that. Oh, yeah. Someone once told me that too. If you're going to ask somebody for help and they help you and you don't take it, like, that's the worst. You know, when you have someone, see, I have an issue with this. Yeah, yeah. You So receiving help, mm -hmm. what you were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the way to explore it is, again, you started to do a little, what's the story you tell yourself? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole story. Right. The, the the subconscious mind, yeah, 90% of your operating system, as you know, is your subconscious mind. Right. And you've got all this story and all these beliefs around who I am in the world, what who I, the generational right. line of women, the martyr, you know. And, I can see myself just buried do you need help? No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that did too. <laughs> it's like the last person standing and it's like, you know. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Uh, the interesting thing, if we just circle back, is just commit. Because just how commit can you be receiving. a leader if you don't have people yeah. supporting you? exactly exactly how can you leverage all of your magnificence you know doing it all your own the one person doing it all i mean seriously um, yeah that's yeah. crazy i feel like you've been divinely put tonight in my life to help me see this about me so thank you for mm. for using those questions and helping me in you know do this inquiry into you know, what might be holding me back? Because logically, like I said, how can you be a leader without a support system? 
beneath you? What are you leading? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, Shanna. It's so true. And and that demonstration of loving yourself, like truly loving yourself by allowing, you know, receptivity and support is such a demonstration for your listeners, for your community, for your children, like that, you know, that willingness to receive love and support. Yes. It's so true because I will never be free until Mm. I am free from that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's my own, it's my own imprisonment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's it. It's a great awareness as well. That's where we get stuck. Yeah. One of the biggest places where we resist and limit freedom is our thought patterns, our constructs, our belief systems. Instead wow. of the willingness to let that go. So, mm. oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it feels like, <laughs> yes. um, it feels like we'll have to do uh, uh, session two at some point, see how you go in a I couple know. months' time. Yeah. So, yeah. when I get the book done <laughs> yeah. and I've got all kinds of people helping me yes. to get to where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. If it happens, yeah. I'm definitely going to call you. <laughs> And, Mm. you know, it's no wonder why people go around with tension in their bodies, you know, being on the fence or holding on too tight. You know, our body is definitely reacting to all of what's going on. Yeah. And for all the listeners, you know, if you want to know what you're committed to, just watch your behavior. Mm. That's that's just giving you information, you know. Successful people, whatever that means, entrepreneurs, startups, a lot of the guests you've had, they're Mm -hmm. just committed to their vision. Yeah, they just they just made that decision. Now the road can be rocky; it's windy; it's not linear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they wake up each day committed to that vision, to being the best version of themselves, whatever that is. That's the gig, and that if you bring passion to that, to your point, oh yeah, like you know, yeah, exactly. You bring presence, passion to that commitment. It's like, whoa, look out, whatever. Right. You know, I mean. I wish that you were here in America. I would definitely vote for president for voting Aldridge for president. That's right. The new leadership. Here we go. (laughs) We need someone like you desperately. (laughs) We certainly need more leaders. There, There is a consciousness rising, as I mentioned, and you're part of it. I'm part of it. Our children are part of it, you know, and mm. the more of these conversations and the more people in business that embrace this consciousness, um, the more exciting it will be for sure. Well, you know, I was listening to some of your testimonies on your website and these people were very heartfelt, authentic, yeah. and I was glad that I listened to them. I mean, they're very successful people who I can tell you've made a huge difference in their lives. I mean, you've made a difference in my life in just an hour. So thank you so much. <laughs> and I I find it just even more, you know, generous that you also are offering our listeners a mini course or five steps to freedom and flow. Mm. Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a course I put together. It's on the website. I think the link's there in the show notes and, yeah, what I found is so many people want to explore this work. Yep. Yeah, and as you know, it's how do I access it? And so it's just a, a little mini course on some of the things we've touched on today. So I encourage the listeners to download. It's free. And just that real, again, you know, it's our inherent state. Freedom is our natural state. Freedom mm, and flow, yes. you know, the river and the riverbanks, you know. So, yeah, mm. please enjoy it. The listeners enjoy it. Love to hear feedback. The website's there, bodiealdridge.com. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, this work and I'm also excited about your journey now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You know, I feel like there's so many things I have overcome, but, you know, you're forever growing. And I think if you're not, then you're dead. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a beautiful saying, you know, what's blocking you isn't in the way. It is the way. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Lean into that. Yeah, yes. Exactly. I love when I connect with men that listen to my podcast. <laughs> Actually, I have one man. He's, I'm sure he'll listen. He's a, he's a listener. And he just recently got laid off. I was very worried about what he was going to do. 
And whatever he did, he wanted it to be not something that he settled for, you know? Absolutely. The thing, the hero's journey is essentially for the masculine, again, going back to fear, at the edge of our comfort zone, yeah, we meet this place called fear. Yeah, mm-hmm. these false expectations appearing real. And and yeah. the key for the masculine, yeah, is to lean into the edge, lean into the fear. The opposite of courage is conformity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so many men are conforming to a life less lived yeah. that's not full of passion, that's not full of presence. Mm-hmm. And it's not about leaving your job, leaving your marriage, leaving the country necessarily. It's mm-hmm. just from the inside out. How do I live with more passion? How do I live with more presence, more joy for my beloved, for my family, for my community? Yeah, and men who are willing to cultivate that, that's the foundation of the practices I teach. And often what happens is I then end up working with the couples as well because, you know, whilst I lean into men, typically I work with men early 40s to mid 50s, as okay. I mentioned earlier. Typically they're in, they're married, they've got a mortgage, they've mm-hmm. got a business, yet, or they're in leadership and they've got children. It's the householder's life. So do you do like one-on-one sessions? Do you do workshops? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a mixture. I'm actually starting today. I've got a group of men, 20 men from around the globe. I'm doing a three-month program with virtually. Okay, okay, a few times a year. Yeah, I do three or four of those a year. Yeah, and this one is about distraction to present. Okay. Yeah, it's about taking. The biggest feedback I get from the wives I work with is, can you please just get him off the bloody phone? It's this journey of distraction that we're addicted to Mm -hmm. in our culture. Um, I work one-on-one with men. I do group programs with men. I do retreats as well. I've just done a five-day retreat to the centre of Australia with 10 men. It was amazing, beautiful, right into the heart of Australia where we just go deep. And um, I run four or five. I, I ran one in the UK. I run four or five of those a year as well. So there's plenty of ways if men are keen to, you know, connect with the work. And my passion is building a community of men who are steeped in this work, who can take this to their marriages, to their parenting, to their businesses. Yeah. And really embody those, you know, again, presence, purpose, and passion. You know, my dad, he was a very successful businessman. I mean, Mm -hmm. everyone knew him as this. And when I was a little kid, he made really good money. And I was so spoiled. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but he worked a lot, a mm-hmm. lot. And he worked at a state a lot and even at houses and other places. And when my little brother wanted to play baseball, you know, he couldn't be there as much and stuff. And he quit his job. Wow. And he went to work for himself so that he could be in our lives. Yeah. And, but you know yeah. what? He may not have made as much money, mm. but he never missed not one ball game of my children's, not until the day he died. He would shut down his business. Yeah. He'd put a note on the door, like <laughs> yeah, closed, yeah. you know, for an know, hour or whatever. What a, yeah. He never, because that was what was important to him. Yeah. That's worth so much more than having Mm. all the things yeah one of the exercises that listeners can do particularly any of the men is often ask men to define success and the first list that comes up is like our resume success you know built a business you know climbed the corporate ladder made money yeah Mm -hmm. and then i ask him to do what's your eulogy success yeah what would success look like in your eulogy and it's you can feel the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about the relationships. It's all about, because that's what we essentially want. We just have lost touch with that. Yeah. yeah. And when, when men anchor in and realize you can have both, it's the being mm-hmm. and the doing, it's the relationship and the action. Yeah. That you can be the father you want to be, the husband you want to be and build and it took risk. Can you imagine? He yeah, quit. the comfort zone I mean, again. Still made good money. And he forced us to work for him. 
<laughs> but a courage, a courage again that, you know, from courage to conformity. He could have conformed and stayed in the corporate job and yeah. not gone to baseball, but he had the courage to do it differently. I know. So, yeah. And we yeah. only had, you know, 60, well, he died at 64. And when I think about, you know, my kids knew him like on a daily, on a daily, he was in our lives. Yeah. His success. I think if anyone asked, even though he was a very smart, smart businessman, he was known for that. He could sell anything, Yeah, but he was known for loving his family and being there. Yeah. That beautiful Maya Angelou quote, you know, people don't remember what you did. They don't even mm-hmm. remember what you said. They remember mm-hmm. how they felt when they were with you. That's the gift. That's presence. Yeah. It's a life well lived. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I better hurry up and get my book out. <laughs> <laughs> You're running out of time. So lovely to connect. What a beautiful right. conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Can you yeah. tell everybody your website and do you have any social media they can yeah. follow you at? Yeah, the website's www.bodiealdridge, B-O-D-H-I-A-L-D-R-I-D-G-E.com. And awesome. on Instagram, Aldridge Bodie, um, and on Facebook. And any of the listeners, probably not many of the listeners, LinkedIn, I'm always posting things there for my for my business clients. Yeah, the website's there. There's lots of podcasts. There's the giveaway. There's um, blogs. And, yeah, I know a lot of your listeners are the feminine, so encourage them all. You know, the podcast, it's called True Freedom. You can get it on my website. You can get it on Spotify, Apple. Um, hand it to your husbands next time they're driving yeah. to work. On parenting, you know, you're not yep. just talking about, you know, business. And I and I love how you connect. You can be this person in all areas of your life. Yeah, you yeah. And that's it. And we're just covering topics again for householders, mm-hmm. you know, relationship, money, parenting you know, all of those things because, yeah, that's the human experience. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.